going to read um, from the book of Matthew. Uh, yesterday I was talking to someone and the person was um, so worried. And uh, by the time we finish our talk, uh, the person sent me a message and said, thank you for assuaging my fears. At uh, times we fear, at times we worry, at times we get involved in um, uh, uh, things that really, like I told the person yesterday, that worry doesn't change. That worry doesn't change. You just worry and then you say to yourself that you cannot help it. But sincerely, if you look at it from the angle that um, by worrying, the Bible says that nobody can add uh, an inch to their height. Your worry does not do anything. At times we worry because we want to please our flesh. At times we worry because we have not uh, perfected the act of dealing with worries. At times we worry because we want people to feel that um, we are concerned in that sense. But whatever the reason for our worries, uh, God has made provision and has given instruction. The more you trust in him, the more you believe his word, the less you worry. The more you understand his operations, the less you worry. In Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25, uh, this is Jesus speaking and he gave us um, an instruction. He, he, he says, therefore I say unto you, take no thoughts for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink. No yet for the body, what you shall wear, what you shall put on. You first thought, each time I read this passage of the scripture, I begin to wonder, I begin to ask myself, what is this saying here? How can you say I should not think? I should not worry. And you find out that he's talking about the basic needs of life here. He says you should not take thoughts. You should not worry over what you will eat. You should not worry over what you will drink. You should not worry over what you should put, you will put on. All these things are basic. He said it's not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. For him to ask us not to worry, that means it is possible not to, because we know he will not ask us to do what uh, we cannot do or what he has not given us grace to do. He will not ask us to do that. As long as, uh, as, long as we see it, that it is valid to worry over these things, we will pitch our tents in the side of worry than in the side of God and his instructions. We will pitch our tents with humans, the philosophy of men, the things that is happening around us than with what he has said in his word and in him. He says, do not worry. 
And he was asking a question after that. He said, he said, is not life more than meats and the body more than remains? Apparently, most times when we worry is because we have prioritized the wrong thing. We have made the wrong things important. We have looked away from the important thing and we have focused on the less important things. At every time when we worry, there are options. At every time when we worry, there are two sides of the coins, of the coin. And then you will have to decide. He said there is a body. There is a remnant, what you wear on the body. Is the body no more important than the remnant? But a lot of force, you will you worry about the remnant. You worry about the clothing. You worry about the things that you need to satisfy the body. Not even appreciating the fact that the one that has given the body, the one that has protected the body, the one that has given life will take care of that also. The one that are give, that are giving that which is important will take care of that also. He said life is more important than meat. What your children will wear, what they will eat, the one that I've given them to you will not cause you to lack. You can either focus on the lack, you can either focus on the struggle, you can either focus on all that is happening around the countries in the terrible mess. Oh, the things are getting skyrocketed. How are we going to survive? How are we going to walk through this? How are we going to uh, 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 pay bills? Bills are rising. Diesel is 800 now. Bread, there's no 20 naira bread. The least you can get is 100 naira. And the 100 naira bread, if you squeeze it with your hands, is not up to 20 naira bread that I used to buy in those days. Even pure water, to drink water, it's on the rise. We now buy less back at 2,000 Naira. And then you keep on looking at that direction. But he's saying that you should not take thoughts. You should not worry. If he's saying you should not worry, that means he wants you to depend on him. If he's saying we should not worry, that means he's telling us that there is, a, there, there is another option. There is another focus. There is another thing we can uh, focus on. Yeah, uh, you, you don't have money to pay for that school fees. Oh, but he will provide. I remember somebody that was worried about school fees. She was worried about accommodation. And then we were discussing and she was like, ah, it's going to expire. How do I get money? Where do I find money? And I was encouraging her. I said, let's trust God. Let's trust God. Let's trust God. And then all of a sudden, I got a text from her some uh, uh, days after that, and he said, do you know I've paid my accommodation? And I even have extra in my hands. So a lot of times we worry about what we are not supposed to worry on. We don't attack our worries. We don't attack our challenges from the point of view of what God can do from the point of view of who we are in God, from the point of view of what he has said in his words. This morning, I'm coming to tell you, oh, through the spirit of God, that you need to worry less. You need to worry less and you need to depend more on the things of God. 
on the word of God, on him that is your father. You see, when he says that his life not important than the body, he's saying that every time you worry, there is a second option. There is the other part. You are only choosing the wrong part. You have only chosen to focus on the wrong thing. So if you catch yourself worrying, ask yourself, what is the other option? What is the other thing I can do rather than worry? And that thing is to depend on his word. That means there's everything that we can, every single thing that you need uh, uh, to hold on to. That is the opposite uh, to the actions you are putting towards worry, you know, that you can find in his words. It says, behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap. They don't gather to bands, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are ye not more better than they? Listen, I'm not just reading the scriptures to you. I'm reading Jesus' words. In my Bible here, they are marked in red. This is an instructions from God the Father. This is a word from God the Father to encourage you and to comfort you. He says, if I can feed these birds, these birds that don't walk, if I can feed these birds, these birds that don't reap, if I can feed these birds, these birds that don't have store where they gather things, and I can feed them continuously, I can feed them continuously. He says, what about you? Are you not more important to me as these birds? Are you not more important to me being someone that is made in my own image? The one I've poured my life into, the one I sacrificed. Jesus did not die for the birds of the sky. He didn't die for animals. Yet God made provisions for them. How much more you that he gave his only begotten son for? How much more you, how much more will he take care of you? How much more will he solve that need for you? How much more will he make available uh, 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 solutions to all the difficult problems that you are facing, to all the situations that you are facing? He's saying this morning that every time you get into a situation, there's going to be two options. The option is either for you to worry about the situation or to believe his word and trust in him. He says, you are better than the birds of the air. If I can feed these ones, I will feed you. If you can take care of these ones, I will take care of you. If I can protect these ones, I will protect you. He said, which of you, by taking thoughts, can add one cubit into your height? None of us have seen people worry to death. They worry till they, they, they die, and yet they didn't increase in size. Rather, they reduce, they keep shrinking out of worry. He said, why take thoughts for a minute? He said, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil. They don't spin. <laughs> yet, I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not as arrayed like them. He says Solomon is not as fine as these lilies. They are not as fine as this flower. Solomon is not as fine, as beautiful, as arrayed as this flower. Why did he use Solomon? If you want to talk about wealth, if you want to talk about riches, if you want to talk about a, 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 a splendor, you use Solomon as an example. He lived life to his fullest. He lived life to his fullest. And God is saying that even Solomon, the flowers are more beautiful 
than Solomon. Remember that he said in the Old Testament, among the prophets, there is none as greater as John the Baptist. So even Solomon was not as great as John the Baptist. In all that Solomon is, John the Baptist is prized in that sense more than Solomon. Yet the Bible says that the one that is the less amongst us believers, amongst us that Jesus died for is greater than John the Baptist. If we are greater, then God pays more attention to us. If we are greater, then we have more access. We have greater access. If we are greater, then we have greater privileges in him. He said, wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, if God so clothes the grass of the field, God will clothe you. He will provide your needs. He will supply your needs. If he clothes them, he will clothe you. He just rest, be rest assured that whatever you are going through is temporal. Just trust him to change your story. Just trust him and tell him if you can do this. He says he's talking about the grass that today is and tomorrow they are, they are no more. You, you see some flowers so beautiful, so lovely, and yet and yet they still wither away. They, they still die away in few days, in few weeks. Have you seen a, a, a flower sprout before? And then in three days you pass there as beautiful as the flower is, it has fallen off. Yet God says, if I can do that, how much more you? I want to help you of it this morning, that you trust him more, that you believe him more in that situation. He said, if he clothes them, the flower that is today, and there are no more tomorrow, how much more you? How much more you? So he says uh, in verse 31, he says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Some people have camped in that place. Uh, what shall we eat? The fear of the future, the fear of what is coming. The fear of the country, the fear of our, our election. How do we survive this? How do we survive that? A lot of people will die before the problem comes. A lot of people will die in problems, not because they cannot solve it, not because the problem does not have solution, because they have taken to worry. They have taken the side of worry. A lot of problem will be, a lot of people will be in a, a problem for a long time, not because that is how it is designed, but because they pitch their tent with worry. Therefore, they cannot find solution. Therefore, they cannot see solution. Therefore, they cannot walk away. Oh, using God's words early enough oh, from that situation. Why? Because they decided to camp, oh, in the place of worry concerning that thing. Whether you like it or not, things I, I, I was sharing with somebody yesterday I, I, about two years ago. We were buying diesel for 195 there about the last year we bought for 210, and today we are hearing that diesel is selling for 800. I discussed with Pastor Tosi, and Pastor Tosi said, Do you know what? What we have to do is we just have to trust God for more income. That is the mindset. That is the mindset. I always tell my people, I always tell my kids, I tell my family, I tell everybody that when everything uh, it, it's looking for, and I say, God will keep his own. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. He didn't bring us this far to cause us to suffer. Yes, we will pray for this country. We will do our bid. But whatever it takes, uh, 
oh, for God to keep us, for God to provide for us, for God to make a way for us. Because one thing I've discovered in life, and that's the kind of prayer I'm praying for my kids, is that whatever the situation, the whatever the solution, well, even in the time of war, people are making profits. In the time of war, people are, are, are having access to money. People are benefiting from that war. You know, there are times like now in this diesel uh, uh, situation, I'm using diesel because it's currently the thing that is in, in vogue. People are still benefiting. Somebody is selling and making price. You know, so we just need to trust God to connect us to the right person. We just need to trust God for the right information. We don't need to trust God to know what to do. People are getting good jobs. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, people are getting jobs. They're getting good jobs. They're changing jobs, even in this hard economy. You know, people are changing jobs. We just need to trust the Holy Spirit oh, to teach us what to do, to tell us where to go, to tell us what to study, to tell us which certification to, to do next, to tell us what is the next thing that is going to happen so that we'll, be, uh, 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 we'll have been set before the next phase, before the next wave comes in and we take advantage of it. You see, we don't need to worry. Worry will not solve anything. It said, therefore, take no thought. Don't worry. Saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we be clothed with? He said, for all these things do the Gentiles seek after. Oh, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all those things. Oh, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all shall be added unto you. As we seek him, as we seek him, even in this period of fasting, a lot of things will be sorted out. A lot of things will be added unto us. So he says, take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. It's an instruction. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the next meal. Just trust God. Yes, you might think it's very difficult to do. Yes, you might begin to tell yourself, how can I live without worry? But it is possible. It is possible you can live without worry if you believe what Jesus has said unto you. It's not my word to you. It's Jesus giving instruction. And if he's giving instructions, that means grace is made available for you to be able to do it. See what he said in the book of First Peter. Let's quickly look at what he said as we round up in the book of First Peter chapter 5. In First Peter chapter 5 verse 7. You know, I'm talking today about you having two options. You can either choose to worry. It's a choice. It's a choice. Because Jesus said you should not. It, that means you can, and you can decide not to. The person I was uh, uh, counseling yesterday, I just told her that, fine, let's agree that you want to worry. What will worry change about that situation? She said nothing. I said, so, if it won't change it, why do you worry? Why do you worry if it won't change it? If it won't change it, why do you worry? When there's a problem, the next thing is to look for a solution. Two options. Either you want to trust God's word, you want to trust him, or you want to sit with the problem and worry and take thoughts. And take thoughts. In First Peter 5, uh, 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 verse um, 7. First Peter 5, in verse 7. First Peter 5, verse 7, as we round up. He says, casting all your cares upon him, 
casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all that's King James Version. Let us look at how Amplified puts it. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. In Amplified Version, it stays. Um, 5 verse 7. Casting all your cares and cares, it says all your anxiety, all your worries, and all your concern once and for all. Oh, oh, the two versions says casting. It didn't say cast. It said casting. Casting. That means it's a continuous exercise. Present continuous things like the grammarian will say it's a continuous exercise because we'll always have kids as long as we are on earth as long as it's a system that is controlled and directed by man there will always be a reason to care reason might arise because of changing government reasons might arise because of changing price reasons might arise because of changing policy reason might arise because of changing environment for as long as you are on earth there is going to always be care. There will always be a reason to want to worry. There will always be a reason to want to be anxious. But the Bible says that the solution to this is for you to keep casting it. Each time there is worry, each time you come home and there is no food, you cast it. Each time there's a change of policy in your, uh, uh, your, 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 your office, you cast it. Take, for example, uh, ASO has been on strike. You know, we've been talking about it. We've been complaining about it. We've been uh, uh, berating ASO. We've talked to government. I don't know how many of the uh, students that are directly involved that are casting these cares upon him, that are these worries. I don't know how many are taking time to pray concerning it, uh, you know, that God should touch hearts, that God should bring the solution. You know, we just look at it and we say it's normal. And then we are complaining and then we are anxious. When am I going to leave school? When am I going to uh, uh, get work? When am I going to get married? How will I get to the next phase of, of my life? And then we are not concerned about it. He said it's a continuous process. You know, while you finish addressing this or while you are addressing this, another situation will come up that will want to make you to be anxious. But it says casting, casting. It's a continuous process. What does it mean to cast? To cast means to throw. To cast means to forcefully throw. So it's an intentional thing. It's not something you do and then you say you don't know about it. It's something you are going to sit down and say to yourself, oh, this worry concerning the situation, I cast you to the Lord. I throw you to the Lord. You know, remember uh, um, the scripture where it says that when you come to give prayer to God and you have hearts or, or, or disagreement in your heart, unforgiveness in your heart against somebody, it says you should leave your gift at the altar and go back. You know, if we use that analogy, leave your gift at the altar. Let's say you came, you want to cast, come to the altar, come to God, leave that worry and go away. Don't come to church. Don't spend time praying about that worry and then you still carry it back. You cast it to go. When you cast it, remember the, the sower. The Bible says he went out and he was casting the seed. 
as he was casting the seed, he was going away. He didn't pick up the seed again because if he picks it up, the seed will not flourish. They will not grow. He didn't pick them up. He was casting. He was throwing them. It is time for you to let go and let God. It is time for you to throw those things, those worries, those cares, those anxiety into the hands of God and leave it there. And don't pick it up again. When the devil tried to suggest it, you say, no, 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 no. I've given that problem to God. Uh, no, no, no. That my child will turn out well. I've committed him to God. I've cast that care. I'm not going to worry about her. I'm not going to worry about him. Because this particular situation, forget about me. Forget about me. It's a casting. Throw it forcefully. Throw it forcefully. Be intentional. Be intentional. Be intentional. And when you are intentional, uh, you will cast it in the right direction. You will cast it in the right direction. You will cast it in the right direction. You know, the sower went and it was casting and some fell on the thorns. Uh, some fell on lo lo rocky grounds. Uh, be intentional about your casting. Uh, I'm throwing this problem to you. Sit down with God one-on-one -on -one and say, this one is for you. Eh? I'm leaving it for you. I'm not going to worry about it. Cast it, cast it, whatever it is. Uh, your anxiety, what are you anxious about? Uh, what are you worried about? What are you? Are they, are, they, are they planning to disengage between your office and your work? Worried and you are scared and you are anxious, cast it upon the Lord. Remember, there's always two options uh, either to sit and, uh, and form a pity party around your worries, or you trust God and trust His word. He said, Cast all your cares, all your worries, all your concerns. What are you concerned about? What are you concerned about? And it says, Once and for all. So when you go to cast it, leave it there. Let it be that the next challenge will be another worry that you are going to take to him. Don't let it be that you cast it once. It is not once and for all. Your casting should be once and for all. Is it cast it on him? Why are you doing that? You have to come to the realization of what God feels about you. He says, cast, him, cast it upon him for he cares about you. You need to realize that, that God cares about you. He said he cares about you with deepest affection. God has an emotional attachment towards you. You can bank on it that he will solve it when you cast it upon him because he cares. He does only care, he says, and he watches over you carefully, very carefully. So God is seeing you. God is concerned. He's interested. Don't at no point you do say, is God in this matter? Is God in this situation? He's watching over you. He's, he has a deep affection for you. He has a deep affection towards you. So I want you to understand this this morning. God is not only concerned about you, he cares for you affectionately and he watches over you. And because he does that, you are rest assured that you can cast your cares upon him. You can cast your anxiety upon him and go to sleep. What kind of cares do you have? Cares involve provision for everything necessary for your health. Are you having health challenges? Cast it upon him. Provisions made for maintenance. Are there some things that you feel, you're in a, a level that you feel which not go below? Cast it upon him. Cast it upon him for maintenance, for protection. We've been doing Psalm 91. Cast it upon you. Are you afraid people are dying around you? It can never be your turn. It will not be your turn. Cast it upon you, upon him. 
this morning, God is saying through me, stop worrying, stop fretting, stop getting unnecessarily agitated over issues. That as you face every issue, they are normal issues in the system of the world. But what you are expected to do is to choose the right option because there will always be two options. One, to worry. Two, to trust God and his word that is going to resolve it. And I'm sure that as you cast your cares, your worries, your anxiety upon the Lord, the Lord will take care of it as he has said in the word, in his word. This morning, as we go out, leave those things with him and leave those worries with him and trust him to take care of it. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for grace. Thank you, Father, because we allow these words to mix with faith and we cast all our cares and all our troubles. That which has been uppermost in our heart that has given us concern, this morning we lift them at your feet because we know that you care for us, you care for everything that concerns us. We give you glory, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Go out this morning and live a worried-free life. God will help us us. in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning and have a blessed day.